I'm Neil Osborne, and welcome to the Get to Yes podcast, where I teach, coach, consult, and speak on selling in the hair, beauty, and body industries. Have you noticed these days with your clients, or be they B2B salon owners or B2C salon and clinic clients, that being pushy just doesn't work? Talking doesn't work. However, asking and listening does. Throughout these podcasts, I'm going to discuss a style of selling that uses the skill of persuasion. Our belief is that you get to yes by listening, not telling. If you practice these persuasion skills, you'll become more successful, achieve greater results, gain that recognition you're yearning for, or maybe even just learn that selling can be fun. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Get to Yes podcast. And uh, today, you're in for a, a yet another special treat with a salon owner and a very accomplished one at that. And, well, he won't actually say he's the salon owner. He'll say he's the co-salon owner. And I tip my hat for that. And that's David Haley from Premier Hair in Melbourne. So, good day, David. How are you, mate? Yeah, fantastic. Thanks for having me on board. Oh, look, absolute delight. I always like to talk to uh, quality business owners. And, uh, you know, we've had an opportunity to talk before this. And uh, I was very impressed with some of the things you shared. So uh, really lovely to have you back on board and doing a podcast with us, mate. Uh, thanks for having me. So, David, look, a nice way for everyone to get to understand a little bit about you and your business is maybe if you could just give us some uh, references here. A uh, little bit of information about your uh, where your salon is located and how long you've been there and maybe how many staff you have. Absolutely. Premier Hair was established five years ago in the current location uh, in the outer southeast suburbs of Victoria. Beautiful little town, Beaconsfield, uh, ideally located on a really busy frontage uh, surrounded by quality and complementary businesses, mm-hmm. which leads us to have not just a great uh, foot traffic, but also some beautiful businesses around us that we all get along and work together. Uh, We've been quite fortunate to secure four very talented stylists at Premier Hair Mm -hmm. and looking always for the next up-and-comer. Yeah, look, quality staff is where the gold is, isn't it, hey? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, If Again, to help our listeners understand a little bit about your business and and the business that yourself and your wife have built, um, what would you say your business is most well known for? Is there a USP or is there a trademark or aspect of your business that's most well known? Yeah, to put the finger on where we're at is transformations, Mm -hmm. hair transformations. So delivering miracle colours, transforming people and transforming their lives Mm. through hair. So Mm. one of the biggest changes that we've seen over the last five years is people are coming in to have a total change. Mm-hmm. They want to transform their lives and hair is a very good place to start. Yeah, you're right. Hair, hair is a major part of that reinvention, yeah? It's a, it's a big piece of the puzzle, especially around having a point of difference in the market. Mm-hmm. And if you have great stylists, they can deliver big miracles and transformations yeah. and that can really set you apart from the, from the industry. Oh, very true, and build your reputation as well. Yeah, absolutely. Which is what it's all about, building a brand, yeah? So um, jumping in and talking about uh, your relationship with uh, some of the salespeople that you work with, um, I gave you a bit of a list of uh, a few behaviours that I tend to monitor and observe, and uh, what would be you know, the top three that you tend to attach to the good reps? Yeah, it was a great list, and working through the list made me think back to when we first started in the industry to midway through and where we are today. And I look back and think, wow, we've made some big changes in our salon. Um, And what we've learned is that it's best to learn from your mistakes Mm -hmm. and keep on pushing. So my top three 
uh, not in any particular order. Mm-hmm. But of course, my number one is for a great rep and a great company, the rep needs to be able to navigate their business to remove roadblocks and take responsibility for all their actions by that business. Okay. One of the, one of the words I love to hear mm-hmm. is nothing I can do about it. It's a head office thing. Oh, no. Yeah. A classic throwaway line, classic, classic line, and you yeah. hear it all too often. Mm. And mm. One, of the, one of the pieces of that puzzle is there's a lot of companies that will push a minimum buy or you must be exclusive with us or you don't get these discounts. Yep. Um, and if you don't do that, you'll no longer be able to range us or you won't get the best discount. And yep. that's where the line comes back up. That's not, that's not me. That's a head office thing. One of the companies that we had walk into the store, this was uh, probably in the early days, mm-hmm. a couple of years in, a premium brand said that if you don't sign this document and sell $25,000 worth of stock a year, we'll stop supply. Hmm. Right. Okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, regardless of... How's that for a negotiation? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit of a stand against the wall and get ready to be shot. Yeah. So one of the pieces of that world is these guys all want you to be exclusive. They want to lock down your supply and they want to sell you stock. That's all they're interested in. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all they're interested in. And partnering with those sort of suppliers mm-hmm. is going to be the downfall of your salon. Yeah, they, they almost uh, can manoeuvre you to a position of where it's not in your best interest, I could assume. Yeah, what are you going to do about it? So you've got their range and you're exclusive with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't change it out. You can't buy an alternative. If yeah. they're behind in innovation mm-hmm. and other companies are providing it, you're not going to have that in your salon. Yeah, yeah. Um, that That is interesting. However, can I just wind back to the other comment you made about where, you know, you expect uh, salespeople to be a little bit more in control of um, the behaviour of the company? I mean, that that's a fascinating excuse to give, isn't it? It's like, it's not me, it's the company. Absolutely. One of the, one of the other ones, I've been mean, thinking back to this one, is one of the best brands on the market, and we love their products. Their color range was gorgeous, delivered the best results. And the rep, very nice person. Mm-hmm. But the number one thing that let them down every time was invoicing. Their invoicing was always wrong. Right. The invoice was never attached to the product. There was always out of stocks. Uh, they double billed sometimes. Right. And again, it was up to me to ring their head office and chase down accounts and the rest of it. That is one of those key examples of the reps need to take responsibility for the actions of their business. They are the representative of that business. Yeah. Um, great companies and great reps, they handle the lot. Yeah, they will follow that. It's almost, it's almost like, leave it to me, I'll, I'll just take care of it. I distinctly remember a, a, a particular example of a, a situation I had many years ago, which I think would just help our listeners get another perspective on the point you're raising. I was involved in a business a few years ago and we hit it for a number of reasons. We hit a, a bit of a problem in some growth patterns that were going on. And I remember getting call, a phone call from one of my team in Newcastle and she asked me to come up and, um, and to see one of her clients. And Because we'd been all having to work through this rather out at the company caught fire and, and was out of stock for a couple of months. So, and, there, and as a result of that, there was a number of real struggles. And, and I remember this particular lady, while she was definitely and still is one of the best reps around, she took her customer service to the point of where, well, it's not my fault, it's the company's fault, it's head office fault. And this went on for apparently quite a while. And, and I got called up to see this particular client. And when I rocked in there as the state manager, you know, um, 
decline. I said to her, decline, you know, can you, would you mind being open to share with me um, why you've decided to leave? And she said, um, just ask so-and-so because it's all got to do with the company. They can't invoice. They can't. They, every time they send an order, it's wrong, blah, 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 blah. And that's a classic example. And, yes, we lost the business. The, the examples are, are thick across the industry. There's so many of them. And I read it on forums all the time. And it breaks my heart to a certain point that this is happening to people's businesses. Mm. Um, while we've got a really great advantage in our business of we're a husband and wife duo, yep. uh, the, the dynamic duo, she is the real talent of this world. I'll, I'll give her that. Mm. Uh, an absolute marvel at hair. But for her to be an accountant, an order keeper, and everything else and be creative and deliver results all within half an hour of a day, um, it's, it's not going to happen. Um, and that's where this responsibility comes into line. Another great story on this one was a, a very particular product that we sell a lot of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, ran out of stock for the month of December. Mm-hmm. It was a primary product that we needed to deliver the results we needed to do. Mm-hmm. And this company went out of stock. Now, that's not a problem. These things happen. Uh, waiting for the back order, the rest of it. I yep. uh, get the next message. Uh, we're closed for Christmas. Oh, I love this one, which is, again, I, I get it. The warehouse is closed. I ring the rep and said, hey, I know you're closed, but you promised you'd get this to me on time. How can we fix this? His response was, um, well, I'm on annual leave at the end of the day because this is, uh, this is the last day because we're all shut down for the two weeks. Mm. So, so what's my plan to get this product? Mm. He goes, and you can contact your local distributor if you like, your local hair distributor, or you know, go to one of the chains and uh, and buy it from there. Mm. So I, on the week of Christmas, I was driving around to many stores buying the one or two units they've got on their shelves because we needed about a hundred of them. Oh god! Um, needless to say, I found an alternative for that product the next oh. week, <laughs> <laughs> and I no longer buy anything through that business. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. I'm sorry to hear that. But uh, yes, look, I, I do feel that there needs to be more um, training of the team in that in that respect. I quite often hear sales reps on the road when they go, oh, well, they have decided. And I go, <laughs> who's they? Um, you're the company as far as the client's concerned. You know, how can you say they? You know, so yeah, a lot of ownership is required there. And I think that's a really important point to raise, mate. So what was uh, what was your next one? That's a good one. What was the next one? This one became more and more important to me once we're off the ground. Mm-hmm. But in hindsight, which is always a great thing, I would have loved to have done a lot more work in this space at the very, very start. Yeah. Um, and that is show me the best way to buy. Oh, okay. So we love reps and businesses mm-hmm. that work with me to develop annual plans and also bring me the best deals to the table. Mm-hmm. So it's not just about price. It's the best overall value proposition that they can deliver to me. Right. So, yep. For example, on this one, when a product launches, a new product launches, mm-hmm. we love to see it. We love to be first. We love to get our hands on it. Yep. And we love all the marketing help that they can give us, the education, uh, the assets that mm-hmm. are on hand. Mm-hmm. And you'll be surprised what you can get your hands on if you just ask. So something as simple as a digital asset, getting a file of digital assets yep. that you can then use within your business saves many, many hours of Photoshop work. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And having, having that new news and also having them push your salon as we have the innovation in stock at all times mm-hmm. um, really drives a greater result for your business. Mm. 
Yeah, look, it's it's about getting them to think about us from our side. As in, as what I mean by that is from the sell and owner side of things because, you know, it's that's what makes the difference is that companies have so many things they can do to support us and so many things they can offer us. Um, we sometimes need to ask and learn to ask. And that comes back to what we were talking about before. Uh, coming up with the annual plan yeah. was a real step change in how we do our business. Mm-hmm. So we have annual plans with all our suppliers. Okay, good. Even if it's a hundred dollar order a year yep. through to you know, fifty, sixty thousand dollars worth of stock, it doesn't matter. An annual plan is paramount to the success of your business mm. and to your bottom line. Yeah. It and includes that, and, and oh, that vision to look so no and the vision to look further ahead rather than just what's going on now, you know. And it brings it to life a whole new world around uh, education and incentives for your staff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, innovation to your consumers. And also uh, some forward deals around that for your consumers, giving it to them at a competitive rate versus the online world and discount chains. Yeah, yeah. And more importantly, it gives you something to plan towards. So a really great story on this one. And I'll digress a little bit on this one. So my current major supplier Mm -hmm. came up with an amazing incentive, an amazing incentive. They said to us, listen, you're one of our bigger salons. Mm -hmm. Uh, you, you use a lot of stock and you sell a lot of retail. Mm-hmm. How about we come up with an annual plan? And as part of that, we'll take you to destination education in the Dominican Republic. How's that sound? <laughs> I said, well, how do you think that sounds? Dominican Republic. Um, yeah, I'll give that a go. Uh, all we had to do was keep doing what we were doing mm-hmm. and come up with a plan with them. So it was committing to their business and now committing to us. Mm-hmm. And that's where the win-win comes into play. Yeah. And having an incentive like Punta Cana in the Dominican Republic was amazing. And it was an amazing experience with 500 of the greatest hairdressers across the globe all coming to the one place at the one time with the biggest educators on stage and the fun that went with it in yeah. a tropical paradise. You can't go wrong. Oh, wow. That's tremendous. I mean, this is a classic example of the support that clients can offer you, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And again, if you're not getting that, find someone that will give it to you. Mm. There is companies out there that are offering it. If you're not getting it from your current supplier, um, and it doesn't even have to be a trip to the Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. it's around if you're not getting what you want, it's time to change. Well, absolutely. And I think, you know, this, this, uh, it's the old story, you know, and in some of the other areas that we all work, they call it the lazy man tax, you know, when, when you don't keep on asking. You don't get, um, and you know today is uh, today. Life is a negotiation. I, I love it because uh, I liken some of the companies to what you get with uh, credit card deals. Mm, yep. So, if you're a current customer of a bank with a credit card, yep. you get X rate. Uh, you get these points, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You look online; they go, "Join us today and pick up 120,000 flyby uh, freaking flyer points, or get this, or fee-free banking." Uh, get this new home loan rate for a discount. A lot of companies subscribe to that. And they say, when you sign up, we'll give you everything, mm. everything in the world. But after that, you are just a number. Yep. You aren't getting any extra deals. You aren't going to get any extra love. We are chasing new business to build our numbers mm-hmm. and we want you to continue to order. Yeah, and it's almost to the, at the detriment to that relationship because what tends to happen is then the relationship starts to pull away. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. 
you know, it's it's just uh, yeah, it's an unfortunate scenario. It is an unfortunate. So out of that list, was there a third? Was there an, a, another that you could share with our listeners, David? This one to me was one that's closer to my heart than the other two. The other two are really important to business, but this one plays a really key role, and that is a hairdresser background and product knowledge. Now, they need to have the experience to be able to deliver quality, quality experience in the products. Mm -hmm. Because if they don't know what they're talking about and give misleading information or the wrong information or can't answer the question, Mm -hmm. there's no point in them even walking in the door. I can read that online. Mm -hmm. So having someone that can really cut through and give the answers to the questions we want, not just reading off a sheet, is paramount. And that's especially with colour. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's a this around this uh, this piece of the puzzle around being able to cut through is critical. We don't want to spend all day in training sessions being dragged out to St Kilda Road by companies mm-hmm. on a particular day when they want to do it. Yep. We want educators and reps that want to spend time with us mm-hmm. when we can and really drive our business. Yep, that's so important because the more they get to understand you and your business, the more they can direct their education to the type of work you want to do. Yeah, it it does play a little bit of a role around uh, how engaging they are. And I think with experience, uh, people are more engaging. They are much more engaging. They've done it before. And I I remember sitting in a training session in St Kilda Road in Melbourne and uh, looking around the room about halfway through, people looking at their phones, people are nodding off. There was just someone talking at us oh. for three hours, just yeah. talking straight at us. Yeah. And most of the people in the room would probably have 10 to 20 times the experience than the person standing on stage. Now, that's not a problem. It's just the fact that the engagement was, hey, we're going to talk to you for three hours straight mm. and you're going to sit there. And I don't know how many hairdressers are like to sit still for three hours, that's for sure. Oh, look, that's true indeed. And, and, you know, it's a typical thing from a company's point of view. From a company's perspective, um, they acknowledge that the product knowledge uh, component is uh, vitally important. However, the piece they don't tend to focus on as much, I find, is they don't tend to focus on the delivery of that information, how to deliver the information. Filling someone's head with information is one thing. Teaching them how to impart it is a totally different skill. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, look, I, uh, I can imagine, especially at your level, that you would be attracted uh, to, you know, the type of supplier um, that understands you. Absolutely. And the more I think around this industry, the more successful companies out there will be the ones that start to really customise for the salon. Mm. So instead of it being training for salons, it needs to be training for you, for mm-hmm. your salon and mm-hmm. your particular needs. Yeah. Because every salon is different. Everyone has a point of difference. Yes. And it's not a matter of saying you need to mix this with this. Mm-hmm. It's more about how do we deliver greater results for your clients to keep them coming back, spending more, and having happier staff? Yeah, absolutely, because happier staff uh, creates a happier client. Um, I believe it, yeah. So also too, David, uh, you speak from a level of experience because you also have developed your own brand as well. Yeah, it was a quite an interesting move for us. We created our brand called Bondi Hair Extensions. Mm-hmm. A range of extensions, it came out of need more than anything from what we were talking about just before, the bigger companies aren't willing to invest time and effort into localizing help and support for local salons. Okay. So we created a brand that is by the industry for the industry. And no doubt being a salon owner, you're really 
up to speed with what your clients are looking for. That was the win for us. We've got the experience and the stylists have got 25 years plus experience in our salon. We created the products with those stylists to create what they want and what will deliver the best results. And we've been absolutely humbled by the feedback we've been given from both clients and other salons with our That's products. Fantastic. So the website is uh, www.bondihairextensions.com.au. Is that correct? Spot on. Thank you very much. That's a pleasure. That's a pleasure. Okay, um, let's move on a little bit now. And because uh, the other area I wanted just to explore with you, if we could, please, David, was um, being a you know a premium salon. Um, do you feel you have sort of different needs maybe uh, and that a company needs to be aware of at your level uh, in compared to maybe some other, say, maybe slightly smaller businesses? I'd imagine that across the spectrum from the smallest salons to the ultra mega salons, mm-hmm. there is a big difference in what reps need to deliver and they need to wear different hats in mm-hmm. different salons and companies need to really customise. This is where we were talking before around uh, training for all salons, all yep. being in the room and listening to what they've got to say mm-hmm. uh, versus how reps and businesses interact with smaller salons, yep. which may be about margin to them. It could all be about get me the best product at the best price mm-hmm. to help me deliver uh, profitable growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, medium salons, it could be about trying to gain expansion and also exposure. Mm-hmm. And for the more premium salons, it's a totally different story. Mm-hmm. It's what the salons require is not being met by the suppliers. Okay, right. And what do you mean by that? Can you talk into that a little bit more for me, please? Absolutely. So the bigger, more premium salons, we need partners in the industry that can deliver a true partnership. Mm -hmm. That is in regards to not just pushing their brand, but pushing our brand. Mm -hmm. It needs to be a joint partnership, whether it's engaging in industry events Mm -hmm. through to co-marketing, yep. linking of influences to the salon, uh, okay, yeah. mm-hmm. and most importantly, cut through marketing campaigns that assist drive growth for both you and for the supplier. Yeah, and, and even to the point of, uh, you know, uh, referring clients from online to you as bricks and mortar, uh, I think that's a, equally as an important transitional point, isn't it? And this has been a change that we've seen, and one of the things that we love about our current supplier is that we get leads from the supplier all the time, all the time. And what that is, is due to the company has great faith that we'll deliver great results. Mm -hmm. So they get a win from having happy people contact their business. Yep. But also we, again, quite humbled by it, that people are wanting to be sent, sending people to us. That's lovely, mate. It's, and a tremendous compliment to you as well because, uh, you know, I know, I do know that companies, for a fact, um, ponder that uh, step quite seriously and uh, it's nice to be recognised that uh, they feel confident in you and your team uh, in, you know, referring clients to you. So, again, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, when it comes to retail, you, you mentioned to me earlier that, uh, you know, it's an important part of your business. Uh, obviously, it's a, an area that you're very, and you and your team are very passionate about. Absolutely. Retail is one of the cornerstones of our business. Most average salons are delivering between 10 and 15% of sales from retails. Mm-hmm. From retail, we are doubling that. Wow, fantastic. And what, what, what is it that causes that, uh, that result? You know, what is it that you've done to, to yield that uh, performance? Looking through it and about where we started to where we are now to get to that point, we were sitting at the 10, 15, just like everyone else in the industry because mm-hmm. we're doing the same thing as them. 
We were buying the stock at a certain price. We were trying to sell it for 100% markup like every other seller out there. Those days are gone. Those days are gone. Trying to keep the profit to yourself doesn't work. You need to share that profit back with both the consumer and the stylists. And this is where the real trick comes into it. So trying to sell something that you can buy elsewhere in the market for more, you better have a good reason to do that. So innovation, not finding those products in supermarkets, that's one piece of the puzzle. Sure. But having someone passionate about that product and really giving true satisfaction to the client by advising them of the right product to use, yep. that's, the winning, that's the winning formula. Yeah. They, uh, some of the studies that I've looked at, it says that you know, one of the biggest influences in people purchasing product is, is convenience. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second and the second most is, um, is, is advice. Is where they get the knowledge and the feedback from. Uh, that that is a huge part of uh, what builds a relationship with a retail client. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Mm. And the passion that comes from the stylists—they're in the industry. They love the products. Mm. Uh, they should all have those products at home. They should all be using them. So someone should be and reach and suppliers need to get together on these sort of things. This goes back to what we're talking about with the premium. Uh, salons mm. so when they launch a product it's not just about training on how to sell it but here's here's how it works mm-hmm. let's all sit down and use it together let's bring it to life use it at home here's yep. some to give to your friends and family get their feedback mm-hmm. really fall in love with the product mm-hmm. being able yeah. to incentivize your staff is one thing mm-hmm. but giving them a cut of the pie even greater Yes, look, thank you. I think that's very wise uh, and a very contemporary approach to business today. And that is that, you know, there's a win in there. There's enough there for everyone to have a win. Absolutely. I think that's really important. And then just finally, David, um, just for general information, what would be your most uh, pressing business issue at the moment? What would be what's occupying your mind most at the moment? Uh, The thing that keeps you up at night, (laughs) the burning question. Number one, and it's across the industry, I'm, I'm not alone on this one, I'm guessing, is attracting talented stylists. Oh, yes. Yes. The good ones are hard to find. And even tougher to hold on to unless you do the right thing. Mm. So one of those challenges is uh, around not just pay, but it's also flexibility, yep. uh, encouragement, mm-hmm. driving their passion, keeping them engaged. Yep. Uh, suppliers play a very big piece in this puzzle. Mm. very big piece so if you think around all three of those challenges can be met with that partnership with the right supplier Mm. sharing the profitability of your business with retail at a minimum at a minimum helping them achieve their goals keeping them engaged in the industry getting them to enter awards and recognition within the industry Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as well as financially paying them what they deserve yeah, I think that you've really hit a nerve here because, um, you know, the good businesses that I see that are developing a deeper relationship with their team, just like covering off on some of the things that you've spoken about there, are definitely the ones that seem to be producing the greater results and the greater stability. Um, Absolutely. You know, the ones that are still just looking at, oh, you're a staff member, you're going to do what I tell you and I'm going to pay you the least amount. I have to say it's almost becoming a bit of a revolving door. I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And one of the pieces that is changing in this industry more and more is that the best stylists, the most passionate ones, it's not just about money to them, but it's about recognition mm. about what they do. Financial gain does play a big piece in that. Yep. And why can't you have six bigger stylists in your salon? There's no reason you can't. Mm-hmm. 
absolutely none. And then with suppliers, the one piece of the puzzle they can bring to the table is help us deliver that result for both the stylists and, of course, equals happy clients. Yes, of course, absolutely. And, you know, uh, and I think I was talking to someone earlier and I think it was the words from Anthony Whitaker who says, you know, the, the more you learn, the more you earn. I love that. I love that line. And that's where the piece of the puzzle really comes into play around how do we get more and more of thoughts like that within the industry to really come to life. And where I see things like destination education, it's a real celebration of our industry that was offered by that company, which yeah. is coming up again from what I understand. So I can't oh. wait for that. Oh, okay. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, move out, get out of the way. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Oh, that's really exciting. Well, David, look, thank you. And thank you very much for having some time with us today. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, talking with you and I particularly like your point of view and your aspect that you bring to the industry. So uh, thanks again for your time, mate. It's been a really nice conversation. Absolute pleasure talking to you and thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Get To Yes podcast. If you like what you've heard, please share it with someone you may know who's looking to become more persuasive or wants to diffuse resistance and get to yes more often. Until our next episode, you can visit me at thesalescatalyst.com.au.